Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come out the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, here to preview the 2023 Fortinet Championship, also known as the Safeway Championship. Um, it's a fun tournament in Napa, California, kicking off the fall swing. It's a little different this year. We'll talk about that in a minute. You can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS, and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Also known as the uh, Fries Electrics Open and the Fries.com Open. Look at you. That is true. That was Fries. That's when um, Brennan Steele was having his field day with the joint. Or he might have done No, no, he was, also, he was Safeway, man. He was Safeway. Also. Yeah, this yeah, you're right. Fries.com was, was 2015. 2015. Man. That's that's wild that it was that. Uh, it's not that long ago, but it seems like it's forever. Yeah, it feels like yeah. an eternity when you yes. really want to break it all down. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a fun. I think it's a fun tournament because it's a forgiving course. We'll talk about this, but it also makes you still not. You can't just bombs away all the time. It's like kind of yin and yang. But we'll get to that in a minute. Well, this Let's is your talk. this is your Barbasol. This is this your is this is your major. Here. Yeah, I've yes. been to this course. I played yes. this course. So yeah, yes. this is. And it just depends. Like, you know, Phil used to play all the time because he likes to go to wine country and do his like shaking hands and kissing babies thing. Mm. So um, he's obviously, obviously not going to be here this week. <laughs> but, uh, well, we, dude, okay. So it's been a while since we recorded. And yep. uh, I appreciate there's been a couple of people actually reached out in DMs like, hey, you doing a show this week? I'm like, yeah, it's just not in the books. So the FedEx Cup playoffs, not my bag. It's just not, not something I enjoy yeah, when it gets down to so short. Jesse's on vacation. I'm like, ah, nah, I'm good. I'll do my solo, base, solo baseball pods. Um, but we're back because it's at least a full field. Yes. And um, but since we've been gone, there's been some stuff. And one thing is, what's your thoughts on the Billy Walters, Phil Mickelson situation? I thought that was quite entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's it's hard to believe what either one of those guys say. Um, I always take whatever Phil says with a grain of salt. He's always looking out for himself first and foremost. So I didn't really pay that much attention to it. Um, so I I don't really have a very good take on it other than. Probably there's some truth in, on both sides of it. I'm with you there. And basically what I got out of Walters was on McAfee. And uh, basically Phil wouldn't have been in the book unless until he scorned Billy is what it came down to. So it was just like, um, I'm going to get even situation. Obviously there's probably more to it. Like you said, some not as much to it potentially, but something worth watching down the road. It could be more entertainment there. Um, Live Golf has their finals coming up soon in Miami for those that want to enjoy that uh, and have some fun there. But uh, since have they been, been playing at all? They've had a little bit of a break. They played over in uh, England, I believe. It seems like the, the, a great time to start to, to like actually have some tournaments in between. Well, when the whole PGA. merger thing was supposed to happen, the fall was supposed to be like the live portion of it. Like the team golf was supposed to be the fall swing. That was the whole idea. But yeah, that the merger thing's kind of gone hush hush a little bit too. That's yes. quite interesting. Um, they still act like it's going to happen, but things got real quiet real quick when the government got involved. So <laughs> we'll see where that hey, one could be. When, when Monahan got ill. Yeah, got ill for a long time. And then the season yes. ended and he started coming around to press conferences again. Surprise yeah. how that works out. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. I forgot all about that. It's been, it's been a while. But one of the fun things is the FedEx Cup playoff was entertaining because Vic Hovland went nuclear. 
He yeah. fine. Like we've all known he's been this, like he was this talented. Just when would he put it together? Not sure. I thought he'd put it together like this, but uh, what were your thoughts on big Vic, big, as we say, big Dick Vic got the job done and just counting cash all over the place. now. Yeah. That, that round, um, it wasn't in the, uh, the second to last tournament. Yeah. That, that, uh, what was it? The uh, BMW when he shot, I mean, just at 60 or something on the back on a Sunday or 60 total. He's like shot like 28 or something on the back. I mean, that's just absolutely fucking insane to do. And then show up the tour championship was a couple shots back and ended up, you know, pretty much taking that down with, without too, too much of a sweat. So, yeah, I mean, what the, the big change for, for Victor was, and you know, this is true really just in golf is a short game. I mean, um, he, he figured out how to chip and he got better at putting and anytime you do that at that level, as good of a ball striker as he is, I mean, w- once that stuff clicks and it all comes together, you know, it's he's going to have rounds like shoot sixty, um, and then going to East Lake and tearing that place up too. Yeah, it was it was awesome watching Vic do what Vic did. He just like he said, torched the place. Um, Scheffler two years in a row goes into the one seed, can't leave with it. That's interesting Dude, because the talk players, about putting like. The stats, we've seen the stats all year. We've talked about it. People are probably like, okay, we get it. He can't put. They showed full season stats that he had. He was like the best outside of Tiger Woods in tee to green games ever. The year before and, last. Oh, no, yeah. no, this year. I'm sorry. This Go year. Ahead. The best yes. like tee to green season as a whole outside of like two Tiger Woods seasons, of course. He has to talk two. Right. And the fact he only won what a couple tournaments, maybe one, two tournaments, not much because he, his putting was so incredible. And he was changing putters. Like it was, it's in his head now. It's a hundred percent in his head. Um, so that's a lot. I'm curious to see how that pans out going forward. Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, he, he made $20 million though. Yeah, that's not bad then. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he could have made, I guess, 30 million if he would have putted better. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, his, his season could have been like, could have been like a 2000 tiger season. Um, yeah, but I guess what I was trying to get out there, I couldn't spit it out properly. It, <laughs> it wasn't, been, it should have just been, it should have been. I agree, man. It's, it's tough because that's like, it's, it's really literally all in the putting. It's just crazy how, how razor thin the margins are, um, you know, especially at this level of golf. Yeah. No, it's a, it's it's crazy how it was, and it also it, not just his putting, but it shows how good the tour is. Like even Rory, probably not the greatest year. What he expected, Rom kind of disappeared, but still played great golf. Uh, game, as we always say, is in good hands. There's a lot of great golf to be played out there. But uh, the last thing on that Victor round of sixty you talked about, he was paired with Rory in that round, and I think there was like a Ryder Cup joke if they played best ball between the two of them, like they finished like seventeen under or something. It was yeah, just crazy. stupid. It was stupid because you play a lot of golf. I play a lot of golf. Like best ball tournaments are fun and all. Seventeen is stu- that's scramble golf. Yeah, that's not best ball. That is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I played. I played a two man scramble uh, tournament this weekend, and, and Saturday the two best players there they shot eighteen under, and this is at a, you know, and and not even you can't even compare it to the golf courses these pros are playing, um, but. That's awesome. 18 under two man scramble. No matter where you're at, it's pretty good. But 17 under best ball is just fucking insane. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, yeah, we could talk about a lot of golf that's passed by, but we're here to talk Fortnite. So 
let's have some fun. This is the 17th straight year at this golf course. We do have some history, Jesse. What did you find for some past event history? Yeah, last year Max Homa uh, won his won, won he was he's won back to back 21 22. Uh, last year he was 16 under one shot over Danny Willett. The year before that he was 19 under one shot over Mav McNeely. 2020 was Stuart Sink 21 under two shots over Harry Higgs. 2019 was Cam Champ 17 under one shot over uh, Adam Hadwin. Kevin Tway 2018 champion 14 under playoff over Ryan Moore Brant Snedeker. Brendan Steele went back to back, uh, 2016, 2017. He's a, he's on the live tour now, right? Yeah, yes, he is. Um, Emiliano Grillo, past champion, Sangmoon Bay, Jimmy Walker. Uh, that's probably about it. Yeah, it's probably all that really needs to be said because we've seen more talent slowly coming to this event in years past, but for the longest time, this is literally like when it was the fries, it wasn't even at Silverado a couple of years and they were transitioning things. It was just all over the place, but uh, yeah, it's great golf course, Silverado golf and country club. As uh, we've mentioned a few times, our golf resort and spa, as they want to say uh, it's a par 72, 7,123 yards. So not a long par 72, four par fives that are really gettable. And you've got to take advantage of them on this course, a little bit of water, not a ton. I believe it's the par three 11th has j- Jimmy, uh, What's the old CBS dude? I was totally blank. Um, the announcer or, or NBC, Jimmy Miller. Yeah. Um, Johnny Miller, sorry. Johnny, Johnny Miller. Yeah. He has his house right there by the water. So you got that going for you. It's a fun little course. Uh, very gettable. The par fours are like four to 450 for the most part. So it's going to be a wedge fest. If, but you can bomb it. You have to stay in the fairway because they're tight tree-lined fairways. And if you're in the trees, they're thick. So it's not like you're going you're gonna to have to punch out and take your medicine type situation so some guys that have had great success here aren't the biggest of drivers like the reedies the coochers the the sinks of the world and everything uh Brendan todd has played well here find the fairways get your wedge game on you'll see a lot of 75 to 150 in um poa greens greens are pretty decent in size nothing too crazy so uh it should be uh, like i said a, a massive scoring situation you want to avoid bogeys so if for some reason you're not hitting the green on occasional holes because you're kind of punching out of trees you want to have a good, you know, chipping situation, kind of what Jesse mentioned with Vic earlier. So around the green is important, but um, par fives—that's the name of the game here. And then take advantage of some of these really short par fours. So should be a fun one. Course history, tons of it there. What else are you looking at this week? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it's your standard uh, resort course, so you got to get hot with the putter. But obviously, approaches matters. Uh, par five scoring, like you mentioned, you got to get up to those par fives on this golf course um, and then plenty of course history. And then I wanted to mention one more thing because it is the start of the fall swing. It's a different fall swing. So there's only seven events this fall. They'll be scattered out. They've got the Ryder Cup and everything. They'll, they'll kind of take the time off for. And like um, what it comes down to is there's really only FedEx points involved for anybody that fell outside the top seven. So JT's here this week. He'll get FedEx points, actually. That's funny to me. Like <laughs> Max Homa will not get FedEx points. There's a handful of guys that uh, won't qualify. Steve, or I think it might only be, now that I read it, Max Homa, Steven Yeager, and Eric Cole might be the only three guys in this 156 golfer field that played in the FedEx playoffs. So there's 67 other guys that could have came here that did not. But what the fall swing is for is it um, helps these guys keep points to stay inside the 125 and keep their cards. That's a big thing. Um, it, if, if you win the events, it still gets you the two-year exemptions, gets you into all these signature events. Um, if you're in the top 2025 going into 2024, so after this fall swing, 
after the Sony, you get into the first two exempt fields, which are signature events, whatever the hell they're calling them now. So um, there's that kind of plane. So you're going to see a lot of guys that were on the bubble. You're also going to see a lot of new Corn Fairy guys up in this place. And then again, like Jesse and I were talking before the show, like Home is here because he's won it twice in a row. JT's here because he's grinding Eric Coles because he's the new Sungjae. Like they just don't take time off. <laughs> You're going to see, if you see big names in these fields, it's A, to kind of keep a little fresh. And it's also because they have sponsors involved. That's pretty much what you'll see. Like there's an event in Texas, you might have Scotty Scheffler show up. That might be the time you see Scotty. Um, but when you have like the Sanderson Farms, not sure what you're going to get there. Yeah, when you get, when you get the St. Jude's in Vegas, you might actually get like a, a few guys, more Kawa yeah, That might be like a, that's a, a ramp me up round type. So that's what you're going to see in the fall. Just wanted to bring that up because it's a different schedule than usual. We'll should be here most often to cover these events. But like I said, only three of the top 70 are in this field. So you can guess what we're about to go through in this pricing on DraftKings. Um, let's get to it. We have four guys over 10K. And you know these names at least. Max Home is eleven thousand dollars. Justin Thomas is ten five. Steven Yeager is ten two. And Cam Davis is ten one. So you can already start to sense where the pricing's going in this field. Who do you like in this range? Yeah, I mean it's obviously Max Homa, um, back to back defending champion. Uh, I think JT and, and Jaeger are fine in like GPPs. Cam Davis is borderline cash. Um only my only issue is just the the course history miscut thirty second, or thirty sixth miscut seventeenth, uh, but coming off you know a really good stretch of golf for him to end the season. So, and we've talked about it in the past, you know he's, he generally does pretty well on these shorter golf courses. You think of him as a big hitter, but um, he's all right just finding fairways and and you know greens. But uh, yeah, Cam Davis uh, is, is very interesting to me at that price. Um, I, I just don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I think a lot of the ownership up here will go to Max Homa, rightfully so. So you could get some lower ownership, especially I think on JT, because the the consensus right now on JT is that he's not good at golf. But if you look at his course history, it's fourth, eighth, and third in his last three starts. Now that's 2019, 2016, 2015. So a little bit of a different time. But he did finish 12th in his last event on tour. Um, and obviously is, I'm sure, very motivated after hearing all kinds of bullshit on Twitter about the fact that he got the captain's pick for the Ryder Cup. Did you did you see the videos of him working on his new swing? I did, one? yeah. I mean, that's like why you would put that out is beyond me, especially yeah. at this at this point in time. I hope, though, I really, really hope that he shows out this week and then goes to Europe and plays really well. Yeah, uh, yeah, because JT's awesome. Like, I think we're all rooting for him. But, yeah, that video looked full 10 cup. Like, did he move the coins from his right pocket to his left pocket? Like, <laughs> look, like it – the thing is, I guess also, I think a lot of the guys do the similar stuff that just look goofy as hell with the pool floaties and all kinds of things going right. on there. And I was just like, man, man, we know you're grinding, but probably keep that one in the back pocket and yeah. uh, see where that one goes. Right. Yeah. For me in this range, you know, yeah. Homa, JT. Okay. I like Jaeger and Cam Davis here. Um, I think people, the combination of, wow, they're $10,000. What are we doing? Well, and I, I will specify because I'm going to use it a lot. Obviously, these stats are old compared to recent form because they haven't played in a while. But if you go through the last 24 rounds, Jaeger's fourth in my model based on the stats I'm looking at here. He's 10th in birdie or better. He's fourth in par five scoring, and he's fourth in par fours, four to 450, which is pretty nice. And then you got Cam Davis. He's first in my model. He's second in par five scoring. He's second in proximity in the wedge fest, basically. He's 13th in the par fours, ninth in birdie or better. He should put up tons of points. We talk about with Davis, like his driving accuracy can be goofy, 
but he's not going to need to use driver a lot because his three wood can go farther than half the guy's drivers in this field. Yeah. And that'll be pretty darn accurate. So uh, I like Jaeger and Davis quite a bit in this one if you're paying up. And you can because the other thing is you can go scars and stars and scrubs in these fields because a lot of the scrubs will make the cut because it's a the difference between a 6K guy and even probably a low 8K guy isn't that far apart. No. The, uh, that's the reality of it. No, it drops so off. You can kind of take some more chances in these fields and like, sure, some of them might shoot 20 over and you're like, what the hell just happened? But there's some guys, you, we won't be shocked if, at least I won't have say 10 to 15 guys in the 6K range make the top 40 to somewhere and some make the top 20. Like you wouldn't be shocked. It's just right. the reality of the situation here. 9K range. We've got one of Jesse's favorites, Heath Tagala at 9,800 bucks. Eric Cole at 95 likes to be very popular in this one. Brendan Todd, 94. Bo Hossler, 93. It's not supposed to be that windy this week, so be careful. JJ Spawn, 92. Putnam, 91. And Norin at 9,000. It gets interesting, Jesse. What do you like here? Well, you can see the cliff really quickly here. Um, Thigala at 98. Three three made cuts here. Finished sixth year last year. 47th year before that. 14th year before that. Uh, coming off two straight top 15 finishes um, in two of the tougher fields on tour this year. Uh you know, he did, I don't think he necessarily had the, the best year last year, so I'm glad he's out here playing, and he is a California guy. Um, the only other guy I like in this range is Putnam, 9,100. Four straight made cuts here at this event, 43rd, 30th, 36th, 30th, uh, and has not missed a cut since the PGA Championship back in May. Um, so I, I I don't know if how high on Putnam's going to be, but that is very cash-worthy. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. He's my number one cash pick this week, Andrew Putnam, but – um, so those are the only two that I really can stomach up here in this range. Yeah, I get this to Heath Love. I probably won't have much just because I think a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm not going to pay 10 Give me like the Heath and Cole. I could see that. Uh, I like Cole a lot. I'm gonna, looking forward to seeing how chalky he is. But he's just one of those guys we talk about. He might have a few bogeys, but he can also just go birdie streaking and have some fun there. Brendan Todd might be one of the interesting ones. Like he's 36 in the model, but he's like 10th in opportunities gained over the last 24. He's seventh in the par four scoring. There's other aspects that are less to be desired. That's very true. But when you talk about accuracy off the tee and everything, he's pretty darn good in that regard. So like Todd at 94. I love Putnam. I agree with everything you have to say because you know you got you can get a hot putter that he can have, find you, hit your greens. He's pretty good in par five scoring, really good in the par four scoring. So Putnam at 91 is nice. What's your thoughts on Alexander Norton? Because this is a guy that, you know, former Ryder Cup guy. We've seen flashes of really good. We've seen flashes of what's going on. Um, he doesn't rate out great in this field. But at the same time, when he's on, he's probably better than most of this field. So do you have any in, like thoughts on Yeah, I mean, board? he's just he, – he's not been on. I mean, 36th and one start here in 22. I mean, if, if somebody said I'm going to play him in a GBP, I would not talk him off of it. But am I going to play him? No. I never do. Yeah, that's fair. 8K range, Webb Simpson, $8,900 trying. He's, he kind of started to show form towards the end of the year. We'll see. Lucas Hebert, 88. Batia, 87. Justin Suh at 86. Revy, 85. Montgomery, 84. Hubbard, 83. Hardy, 82. Cooch, 81. Gim and Streelman at 8,000. Like, this is a legit range where you could yeah. play most of these guys. And I think they almost did that on purpose to make us make decisions elsewhere in this field. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I almost wanted to click on Webb. My, my only thing with him is, I mean, obviously the fifth place finish in the Wyndham, the last event that he played, but like his course history is miscut 30th, 17th miscut, miscut. So, I mean, two out of five made cuts here and not really great finishes. I just would rather go to like somebody like Ash K, finished ninth year last year, 
um, it, one uh, two months ago or less. So I think he's very playable. I think Justin Suh. Did I say that right? Yep. Finally, for You're the first good. time in my life. So, yeah. Uh, miscut in 58th in his two appearances here, but I feel like he's going to have a pretty good fall swing this year. He had some uh, – he flashed some form last year. Ches Revy at 8,500 has played here a lot, yep. a lot. Miscut last year, but 28th, 3rd, 33rd, 33rd, 13th, 22nd, and was actually playing really well to end the year for Ches. So, 8,500, like him quite a bit. Taylor Montgomery, 8,400, third here last year. Um, he didn't have a very good finish of the year, but the course history there is is what I'll go off of. And then last but not least, Doug, Doug Gim at 87. He's made two out of three cuts here. His best finish was uh, 14th in 2020. Um, and, you know, it, it played really solid to, to end the year. Uh, he did miss the cut at the Scottish Open, but otherwise hadn't missed a cut like on U.S. – well, what even on U.S. soil at the Mexico Open – the, his last uh, – and that was in April. So, his last cut on U.S. soil was in at the Texas Open in April as well, the beginning of April. So, Doug M at 8,000 is very intriguing to me. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. It's a fun range because um, I'm trying to be picky here. So, like I have, I have Ash K. He's eighth in my model. like that quite a bit. Love Justin So He's 55th in my model. So, hopefully, that like, takes people away. But he's playing much better, like you mentioned. He, he got it done at the Honda. Went to school at USC if you want to do a California narrative. Um, he's seventh in birdie or better over the last 24, six in the par fours we're looking at. So I do like, uh, I love Reby. He's 14th in my model. You mentioned the history here. Uh, I was reading an article and he's one of the top, like five guys in this field and strokes game total at this event. Cause he's a, he's played it so much, but he's played it that well so much. So, and, and the former to end the season, like you mentioned, I like that a lot from Ches Reby. Um, Gim, I love he's third in my model. He's sixth off the tee, fifth in approach, fifth in opportunities gained, first in proximity one to 125, ninth from 125 to 150, and third in par four scoring over the last 24 rounds. Playing great golf, like you mentioned. And then the other guy, Streelman, uh, 11th in my model, plays short. He plays, I, I always say he plays short course as well because he stands out in short courses, but he'll show up like at US Opens and play well. But um, Streel plays well on the West Coast is one thing I was going to say. Like he really likes he likes the pebbles, the, the Safeways or Fortnets. Sorry, um, he's eleventh in my model, so I like Streels quite a bit as well. So it's a good range. Like I don't disagree with your Montgomery take. Uh, Hubbard can always birdie with the bunch of, best of them. Hardy's had some high finishes. Cooch is Cooch. I'm not checking them off right now because I'm trying to narrow down my pool. But when I read off the names, I said it for a reason. Like you could argue for any guy in this range like yeah. you really could especially in gpps in a field like this but for me i'm trying to narrow it down to batias uh Reby, gim and streelman for now 79 to 75 man if this is all they got 6k is gonna be huge um thompson 79 peter guest at 79 that was a fun one towards the end of the year Sebez, man what happened to him 7800 bucks ekrot at 78 pendrith 78 higo 77 hadley 77 champ 77 List, Ryder, Wu, Stevens at 76, our boy Sam Stevens, MJ Doffy, KH Lee, Ryan Palmer. Wow, that's a weird pricing for this field. And Mackenzie Hughes down at 75. So actually some decent names, but guys, they're priced here because the struggles towards the end of the year, basically. Yeah, I mean, like I clicked on Ryan Palmer's name. I was like, oh, he's that price, yeah. but he missed the cut here and is only starting 2015 and has four straight missed cuts on tour. Uh. Davis Thompson at 7,900 would be the first guy that I would I would uh, mention here. Ninth place finish last year at this event. Made three out of his last four cuts. Uh, Peter Quest, uh, yeah, I think he's very playable in this in this type of field. He 
um, was playing really well toward the, you know, kind of middle of the year and then fell off a little bit, but still made three straight cuts to end the year. So that's pretty good. Sam Ryder, 7,600. Course history is not great. It's two out of six. Uh, two out of his last six, he's made the cut here, but he can get hot real quick. He's made he made three straight cuts to end the year. Sam Stevens at 7,600. Uh, he's never played here, but um, we talked about we talked about him quite a bit last year. Made three of his four cuts. His last four cuts to end the year. Tenth place finish at the 3M. Uh, similar type of field to this as far as strength and you know just the golf course being easy. So. That's it for me in that range. Fair enough. Uh, for me, I'm looking at guys like mentioned Thompson and, and Guest, like both of them. Guest is ninth in my model. That's how strong he finished the season. He's second in driving distance and fifth in birdie or better in this field, and 11th in par five scoring. So if he can stay accurate off the tees and give himself a ton of birdie chances on this one, I think Ekro's interesting. 25th in my model, seventh in par five scoring. Finished the year much better than he started, and there's a lot of expectations for him when he started off. So he could be a guy that maybe has a good fall swing to kind of momentum into 2024. I wouldn't be surprised at all in that. That's what these events are for. I like Garrett Higgo a lot. At 20, he's 26th in my mall. He's 7700 bucks. Uh, he's 6th in driving distance, 19th in par 4 scoring. And when you look at um, recent events for Higgo, missed cut at the Wyndham, but then 13th of the 3M Open, kind of a birdie fest. 19th of the Scottish Open, 21st of the Deer, 33rd Rocket Mortgage, kind of fields that are similar to this. So I like Higgo at 77. Chesson Halley actually plays decent out of this event so i don't mind him at 77 you got luke list who's always a wild card at 76 excuse me um and then sam Ryder at 76 and dylan Wu. like list is 10th my model Ryder 17th Wu's 19th and i could you can justify the goods and the bads of all these guys like Ryder's ninth and par four scoring um Wu's 16th Wu can putt much better than Ryder and list um list is eighth in opportunities gained so you have different ways you could take a peek at it for sure but uh that those are the kind of the guys i'm looking at so far in this event 7k to 7400 bucks who you like in here uh grayson sig at 7400 two out of two made cuts uh made that so made the cut the last two years 51st and 30th so i mean not necessarily great finishes but making cuts uh which is really all you're kind of looking forward in this range and come off a 38th place finish at the Wyndham. His last time out, my model absolutely loves Charlie Hoffman, so I think I may burn it. Um, he's the top-ranked player in my ball. <laughs> I don't really understand how or why, but uh, two out of three made cuts here in the last five years or last five tries for for Charlie, not great. 12th place finish, though, his last time out at the Wyndham Championship. Lipsky at 7,300, um, missed the cut here last year, finished 22nd the year before that. Three straight made cuts on tour. Uh, Novak miscut here last year. Um, the model just likes him for some reason. I don't really know, to be honest with you. May not click on Novak. May go ahead and uncheck that one. Will Gordon, uh, two out of two made cuts, uh, coming off of back to back miscuts. So pick your poison if you want to go course history or fade for the for the form. You, you know that's that would be the way to do that. Uh, Joel Dahman, yeah, seven thousand. Um, miscuts, 50 second miscut, 40 second miscut. So, I mean, if you like patterns and, uh, you think, uh, you know, he's going to go with the pattern, he should make the cut this year, but God bless America. His form coming in is not great. Matthias Schmid, uh, 59th here last year, back-to-back made cuts on the European tour. Um, he's been playing more recently than all of these guys that I've clicked on so far because he played the Irish Open and the European Masters, which were the last two weeks 
on the UR tour um, or the whatever they're calling it this year tour. Uh, Carson Young, he missed the cut here uh, in his one start last year, but at 7,000, he's just a guy that I'd be willing to, to take a chance on. 100%. Uh, I got Nate Lashley at 74, 27th in my model, 10th in par four scoring. Um, a guy we've seen play really well in fields like this, disappear like 51st the wind and 57th at 3M, 21st the deer. 56 the mortgage so he's made four straight cuts he's made five out of six he finished 17th at the rbc canadian as well so lashley would be one i'd, I'd be interested in grayson sig i'm with you there he's 21st in my model Callan tarum at is 24th in my model he's eighth in driving distance but he's second in the par four scoring and that could be because of the driving distance to be tr- to be honest but uh, i'm interested in him missed the Wyndham, 13th at the 3m open missed the scottish and john deere but then 20th at the rocket 33rd at travelers like He's got some good and some bad, which you'd expect at this point of the, of the DraftKings pool. So, Callan Tarim at 73. Hey, Hoffman rates out fifth in mine. So, I don't know. I like both our models might get thrown out the window. But um, you got Chucky Hoffman for that one. I like David Lipsky at 73 as well. And then a few others. I got Dahman just because, man, if it ever clicks, he's way better than $7,000. Yeah, especially um, in this field. Exactly. It's so like at GPPs, I would sprinkle some Dahman and just to see if he figures it out. Um, Ryan Gerard at $7,000. Uh, he's 12th in my model, fifth around the green, third and birdie or better, second par five scoring. So I like him. And then Cars Young, of course, because when he's on, he could easily, he was top 20 in decent fields when he was on. He can also eject with the best of them. So that's why he's $7,000. But I'll take those chances in a field like this. What do you like in the 6K range, Jesse? Because it's honestly, there's some names on here I'm laughing at, like Smotherman. We played him a ton because Iyer's yeah. down here. Like, what are we doing? I mean, that's the first one I, I was going to click on. I mean, he's two of two made cuts the last two years here, but the 27th of the wind, I mean, three straight missed cuts for that, made the cut, two straight missed cuts. I mean, he's just completely up and down. But the the course history factor at 6,900 would lead me to put him in a player pool if I was going to play like 150 lineups or maybe even 20, but, you know, put him on one or two. Zach Blair at 6,800 has played here a lot, finished 12th here last year. Flashed a little bit of form at the end of the year, finished 13th at the, at the 3M Open, but then turned right back around and missed the cut at the Wyndham. So, you know, he is what he is. Uh, Cameron Percy at 67. Uh, five straight made cuts for Cameron Percy at this event. Um, back-to-back missed cuts for him on the tour, though. So, I mean, from a course history perspective, it's hard to get better than what Cameron Percy has there. Obviously, never won. But Harrison Endicott, 12th here last year. Four straight missed cuts on tour. Robert Streb has missed every cut since 2014 at this event, but finished 14th his last time out to Wyndham, so must be hitting it decently well. Paul Haley, the second, finished 12th here last year. Form coming in is not great, um, and that's about it. I mean, like, I'm probably going to try to avoid I mean, I think Smotherman is playable, yeah. and then Percy as well, but – all those other guys, like if you want to throw them into a player pool, okay. But if you don't play them, I would not. Yeah, because like, like I said, I'm yeah. not going to be shocked if a handful of these guys we see in the top 25 or 30 by the oh, end. Oh yeah, of the for sure. Because I mean, it happens every that's week. what we're doing in this field. So I, I'm not. I'm with you. I'm. Like, I would rather not be down here, but I can stomach it. Like I like Smotherman at 69. Kazire even at 69 is interesting. James Hahn. It's a roller coaster, but he does play decent on the West Coast. So he's six hundred bucks. I can see that. I do like Zach Blair at sixty eight, especially the way he finished and the course history here. That's a good combo. 
I like the Cam Piercy call because he's a guy that I play a lot on courses he does well at. Obviously, it makes sense, but you mentioned his course history here. You do him like on those uh, ocean courses down like, you know, Puerto Rico and stuff. He always plays well at those. Like, there's just certain places that work for Cam Piercy. Also, strength the field might have something to do with that, but that's how he plays well. Kevin Tway is slightly interesting to me. He has won here a couple years back. We saw signs of life from Tway last year. I remember like playing him a few times and he went on a little run. And then he went rough, like miscut, went a miscut 3M, 44th at Barbersaw, miscut at John Deere, 47th at Rocket Mortgage, 52nd on Travelers. Not great, but he, he like early in the year on the West Coast, he played pretty decent, actually. Um, so I think you could give a shot to a Kevin Tway if you want to down here again at your own risk. I'm rooting for Kevin Kisner. I will not be rostering Kevin Kisner, but I'm rooting. <laughs> He's 151 out of 156 in my model. That's kind of sad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 rough. And he's got a new caddy now. He's got a new caddy. They officially parted away as he, as he was working. His caddy was working with Sepp Straka, and it was a rental, and now it's official. So Kiz has a new caddy as well. Um, Cody Gribble, Kevin Roy, they ran out well here. But, again, I'm not going to try to go too much. I guess if I have to throw out one more, would be a Kelly Craft because he's another guy on these West Coast courses that plays pretty well. And he's 6400 bucks if you just want to go full YOLO. That would be kind of one of the guys I wouldn't mind looking at. All right, let's recap things. 10K and above, who you like? I mean, besides home, uh, Cam Davis. That's fair. Uh, I'll go Jaeger. But, yeah, I'm going to try to stick in the Davis-Jaeger. I want Homer to win. I want him to three-peat. I'd be freaking awesome. But uh, for a DFS standpoint, I'm going, I'll go Jaeger. He can take Davis. 9K range. I'll say Putnam. That's a good one. I will go with Eric Cole, but just expecting to be chalky as hell. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, 8K range. Reavy. I like that one a lot. Uh, I'll go Doug Gim. 75 to 79. Davis Thompson. Davis Thompson. I will go with uh, Dylan Wu. That's who I'll be riding with. 7K to 74. You should trust your model, Jesse. <laughs> Fucking Charlie Hoffman. I'm gonna say Grayson Sig. I'm joking. I know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know you even, are, but that's... I can't even. It's crazy. Um, I like to say. I think I'm gonna go Nate Lashley just because I know it's, he's not consistent, but man, he's actually much better than this. So I'll go Lashley at 74, and then 6K range if you got to play one. I'm gonna say Percy. I'll go Zach Blair. That's where I'll sit here. If you're playing cash this week, and it's a tough field to play cash, but you still can. It's 156. There's a cut. I get it. Where would you start your cash lineup? Putnam, Reavy, Gim. That's fair. I go like Putnam, Reavy, Sue. So, yeah, we're kind of in the same boat on that one. Um, but GPPs, this is what this kind of field, these fields are all about, GPPs. So where are you living here? Yeah, uh, Cam Davis. Um, and then uh, Peter Quest and Sam Stevens. I like that. I will go with uh, Cam Davis as well. Give me some uh, Nate Lashley and give me Joel Dahman and figure the rest out from there. Like, I'm just going to keep trusting Joel Dahman. And maybe it's a bias because he's such a cool dude. But uh, I think we've seen this time and time again when guys get a break and then they start to fall swing where they actually worked on something. And I'm hoping that's the case for Dahman just because can you imagine Dahman winning and safely with all those vineyards and wineries <laughs> around? The amount yeah, of fun they'll yeah, have there. Yeah, that would be a lot. <laughs> I hope Netflix is close by for that, if that's the case. So that would be a good time. And him and Homer are buddies. So it'd be a good good little weekend there in Napa. But that'll wrap us up for another episode of the Always Pressing. It's good to be back. We'll have some more fall swing events coming up. Uh, any final thoughts, Jesse? I don't, man. Um 
Yeah, just uh, good luck probably finding coverage on this, uh, but it will be on in the evenings, which is a good thing. Yeah, you, do get like, some, you, get, you get some West Coast primetime golf. Uh, yeah, on the I'm sure it's going to go channel. up against the NFL, though, so have fun with that. Yeah. Um, our next event, though, I just looked it up. Next event is the Sanderson Farms, not till the week of October 1st. So we have like well, two more weeks off because the well, Ryder we, Cup, right? We had discussed it. We might come back for a little Ryder Cup right. pod, yep. assuming that DK has some pricing, which I think that they, they should. will. They should. They should yeah, just we, do just need a captain, just captain mode it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, they will. I think I think they did that recently with something. I swear else. they did it last year, or they did it for the President's Cup last year, or the yeah. two years ago for the Ryder Cup. But anyways. so yeah, we'll come back for some Ryder Cup talk, and then you got Sanderson Farms in October. And that means you'll have then you'll have like week week weeks. You have six more events. They have to get done before the end. So little breather for the Ryder Cup. We'll talk about that in, in Rome. Um, the the boys went over there and played some golf here this week to kind of uh, get a feel for the course. See how that goes. But until next time, make sure you follow Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. The podcast at Always Price DFS. I am on Twitter at Bediantric. Until next time, this is your 2023 Fortnite Championship preview. Catch y'all later. Oh,